kids. I've seen some of the happiest people in the world I've seen live in a double wide trailer, but their bills are paid and they, they are able to work part time and spend time with their family, which is what's important to them. Hi everyone and welcome to Superwoman Wellness. I'm Dr. Taz. I've made it my mission throughout my career in integrative medicine to support women in restoring their health using a blend of Eastern medical wisdom with modern science. In this show, I will guide you through different practices to find your power type and fully embody the healthiest and most passionate version of you. I'm here for you and I can't wait to get started. This is a Soul Fire production. Financial literacy is a piece of overall health. So many of us make decisions, whether it's the food we're gonna eat, how we're gonna exercise, who we're gonna associate with, and so much more when it comes to our money. Our money is driving many of those decisions. I also meet women all the time who've not thought about money, who've not planned for money, whether they're married or they're single, and kind of kind of do the cloak and dagger thing when it comes to thinking about money. Now, I love this interview with Buffy because she really just puts it out there. We don't need to be scared about money. Good or bad, it's just there. It's another thing. We've got to understand it, just like you need to understand math. English, science, whatever, whatever it is that you're doing out there in the world. So let's own it, own financial literacy, understand it a little bit better. We're all going to be better. Our families are going to be better and our communities as we master this very thing that many of us are afraid of. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Superwoman Wellness, where our goal is to keep you super powered. And it's not just us, it's for our families and our communities and anyone whose lives we touch. And in that light, I am pleased to introduce you to my next guest. Super excited about this topic, by the way, but I'd like you to meet Buffy Purcell. She's an entrepreneur with over 20 years of experience in the financial field. As the founder of Buffy LLC, her success derives from her professional and innate ability to demystify the daunting world of taxes, personal finance, and small business management with skilled, practical, and sometimes sassy guidance with her clients. She's passionate about teaching financial literacy with her book and e-course, Crawl Before You Ball. I love that title. She's a true Southern belle down the street from me. We're literally probably like three blocks away and is most commonly recognized as a third generation tax practitioner from a family of tax pros. Oh boy. Buffy joined the ladies of Bravo's Married to Medicine in their seventh season. She's a nationally sought after tax expert and has been seen on HLN, CNN, and CNBC. Welcome to the show, Buffy. So thrilled to have you here. Thanks for having me. I, I I feel like I need to hire you as my publicist. <laughs> as oh if you gosh. need another job. <laughs> oh, yes, exactly. Let me sign up for more stuff. I'm laughing because I have spent probably three or four hours today. Like I try to do all my finance and the financial part of my business world. I lump it into like these few hours that I'll spend maybe once a week or every other week. So I was doing that today. It is not my favorite thing to do. In fact, when I did my personality testing, I remember this in high school, it said very clearly, these are the different professions you can go into. Do not become an accountant. Do not go into anything that involves spreadsheets or numbers because it's not your thing. And sure enough, here I am. I've had my uh, business for almost 14 years and, I, and I'm embarrassed to say this, but I am just now, maybe in the last year and a half or so, getting comfortable with the spreadsheets and the numbers and the evaluations and the language and all this other stuff. I, I've just had this like 
deer in headlights approach to it. My husband's made total fun of me, but finally it was something I was like, I'm going to master this. I'm going to figure this out. I can't act. I can't want to grow and want to grow my family in different ways and want to contribute to the world, right? I have a huge charitable kind of heart. I can't do that stuff and be scared of numbers, you know? So that's where I kind of kick myself. Um, Don't kick yourself. Everyone has their thing. You know, I couldn't do what you do. I, you know, we're all blessed in our own special ways and people like you keep people like me gainfully employed. So (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, how did you land in this world? How did you land in the world of financial literacy? Tell us a little bit about your personal story and we'll go from there. Well, yeah, I come from a family of tax accountants. My grandmother started her first business was a tax practice um, years and years and years ago. And out of my grandmother's 10 children, five of the kids went in the tax business. Wow. So my family had 10 tax practices in the state of Georgia. And so I grew up doing tax returns, like, you know, after school. Um, <laughs> friends. <laughs> no, nah, I was doing tax returns. Um, you know, it's a family business. You got to contribute. And um, I actually loved it. And so when I went off to college, I was working in my uncle's practice and decided I would start my own. And I was a little rich girl and left them and uh, got a little hole in the wall office and have been loving it ever since. Good for you. How long ago was that? Oh, 22 years ago. (laughs) My gosh. So my skin doesn't look like that, though. (laughs) No, not at all. So 22 years of helping people with their taxes, doing tax returns, talking about financial literacy. What are some of the trends and patterns that you see across the board? Some of the biggest mistakes that maybe we as women in particular make, because that comes up over and over again. Trying to take care of everybody and not taking care of yourself. You know, I, in my digital course, I ask students and 90% of my students happen to be women. um, What do you want? And they typically talk about what their family's needs are and not exactly what they want. And it's important to take time to think about what you want in life. If you're the one making the money, you should have a say in what's done with it. Um, And it seems to be a really hard question for women to answer because we're caretakers. We want to like make sure everyone else is okay. And when you do that, you cause these problems later where we make these bad purchases because we feel like we never get what we want. And so you got a budget for what you want to. Um, yeah, that, that's so common in the medical community, right? Because there's so much delayed gratification, right? Like it takes X number of years to get through and finally have a paycheck. So you see people make massive purchases and it may not be the best thing for them, you know, and then they're in the cycle of constantly sort of serving that purpose, uh, that purchase over and over again. I've seen that just in my own friend group. You know? Oh, sure. My husband's a physician also. So I've seen yeah. it. Plus they don't teach y'all anything about business in no. medical school and they should. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> not at all. Well, with financial, how would you define financial literacy? If you insisted that every school, medical school, college curriculum, if everyone took a course in financial literacy, what would be the three things they really needed to understand? Understanding credit, understanding how to balance a checkbook, and understanding what needs and wants are. And how do you differentiate between a need versus a want? Ooh, child, we could talk about this for three hours. It sounds like such a simple thing. Yeah. But it's not. And and a lot of people think that 
um, needs and wants differ per person and they don't. It's very simple. Needs are things that you have to have to live, to survive, like a roof over your head, water, clean water, food, clothing, not the latest, you know, fashion, but (laughs) clothing, you know, not the latest bag, not the latest Louboutins, but just, you know, clothing as a utility to cover yourself so that you can go out in public and wants are things that you desire. And when you think about it in that way, it's very simple. I have a a spreadsheet exercise that I, I have clients go through where they have to go through three months of their bank statements, three months credit card statements, three months cash receipts, and they have to categorize each purchase into a need or a want. Mm. And people really have tough times doing that. I can imagine that. I, can, I see that all the time. Now, do you think men or women or both have a harder time with financial literacy in general? I, I, I'm not going to say that I think, I think we all have trouble with financial yeah. literacy, primarily yeah. because it's not taught in schools. And if you have parents who don't have a good relationship with money, who taught you anything? You go out into the world and you go to yeah. college and then you're just given these credit cards and you screw up because nobody took the time to teach you. So right. I think we all we all have to learn about financial literacy. We all have to learn to change our relationship with money. And we all have to learn that our financial literacy is intertwined with our mental health. It definitely is. And that's the reason Buffy's on the show, guys, is because you're probably wondering, like, this is a health show. Why is she here? But our financial health and our financial literacy is directly tied to our mental health. It's tied to our physical health too, because the choices we make are tied very much into how we feel about money and the amount of money that's coming in that we've saved. Our choices oftentimes are driven by our financial literacy and our financial health. So this is a really important topic and one that I think we all need to talk more about. Now on my end, I will be hundred percent honest and say, and say, I see a lot of women that don't think about money until it's too late, right? Until the massive trauma happens or there's a catastrophe in the family. They're used to handing over their paycheck if they're making money or they're just not thinking about it. They're not budgeting. They're not spending all those other things. So this is a really, really important topic. I hope you guys are listening and taking notes because Buffy is here and she's here to set us straight for sure. All right, I'm excited to talk about this next product because honestly, my daughter brought it to my attention. Most of you know, I have some tweens and teens running around this house and they're on TikTok and they were talking about athletic greens, so much so that my daughter wanted me to order it. So I had to get in on the hype and figure out what all of this was about. And honestly, I'm fascinated. This is good stuff. So let me tell you about it. Athletic greens with one delicious scoop of this stuff, you are absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, even anti-aging. It's all the things in one simple scoop. So of course, my daughter gets me hooked on it. I start taking it and I actually miss it if I don't take it every morning. I make it a part of my morning routine because that's honestly the easiest time for me to remember stuff and mix it into some water, drink it straight. Sometimes I'll add some other of my favorite powders to it as well. But I've noticed it benefits me just with clarity of thought. I have better energy. Of course, my gut and liver health. I feel like I'm doing something for my liver when I take it. And I do recommend it. And it's 
so fun to watch my teenagers like this, right? Because they don't like anything. So it is something that they'll stick to, which is a bonus as well. I love this. So here's some fun health facts about it. So many of you asked me about taking a multivitamin. This is a great alternative because you're getting all in one nutrition in one scoop. Remember those 75 minerals. This is a small micro habit with really big benefits supporting better sleep quality, better mental clarity, and it's one of the best things that you can do for your own self and for your own self-care. Your subscription of Athletic Greens comes with a year of supply of products based on science, including vitamin D, which is so important, especially when we've been talking about the immune system and cold and flu season, you know, over the last few months and really trying to find ways to stay healthy. In fact, the founder created Athletic Greens because he really wanted a one-stop, one-size sort of fits-all option for his own gut health and was tired of taking a a lot of different pills and supplements and bottles and spending money on that. So he created Athletic Greens to really offer an all-in-one nutritional experience. You don't like following a really strict plan and you really need, you know, hey, I'm just going to do one thing. This is a way to support the gut, liver, your energy, get those minerals and micronutrients in because unfortunately our food is not as high in micronutrients as we think it is. So check this out. This is good stuff. They've got over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's a climate neutral certified company. It's been recommended by professional athletes and it's even trusted by leading health experts that support projects protecting growth, including Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. They're protecting the rainforest there. And here's another fun fact about the company in 2020 Athletic Greens donated over 1.2 million meals to kids in 2020. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially headed into the cold and flu season. It's just one scoop of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash Dr. Taz. Again, that's athleticgreens.com backslash Dr. Taz to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, Buffy, you wrote a book, Crawl Before You Ball. What was the inspiration of that book? What was the motivation behind it? What were you hoping to get across? So my sister, Courtney, and her girlfriends would always ask me for loans. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love And it. my sister worked, she was a manager in one of my tax practices, so I know she made a lot of money. Yeah. And um, her girlfriends are like nurses, registered nurses, yeah. teachers, like decent careers. And I'm like, why can't y'all make ends meet? So um, I kidnapped them one weekend, had them come to Atlanta um, and hang out with me. And I made them bring me the three months bank statements, cash receipts and all that. And we went through the process and that was how crawl before you ball began. And I'm happy to report that years later, they are all doing really well. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's a tough process because I make you stand up in front of everyone and say what you've done to get yourself in the financial position that you're in now, kind of akin to the high and Buffy, like Alcoholics Anonymous, mm. where you say high and Buffy to have, I, you know, have, I'm an alcoholic. Well, yeah. I make them say what happened was I got married and I thought that I should, you know, ball because my husband makes good money and I yeah. make good money and everyone was looking at me and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, you hear it out loud and then you yeah. hear how ridiculous it is and it facilitates a change. 
I love that. In the book, do you, I'm assuming you teach financial literacy. Are there exercises that everyone has to go through? And I think there's a course to tell us a little bit about that as well. Yeah, we, we do everything from practicing mindfulness to practicing meditation so that you don't like make reactionary mistakes when bad financial things come up. You know, if you think about it all too often, if you get some notice that, you know, you haven't paid some bill and and, and, and you get some knee-jerk reaction and you get some high interest loan to pay that bill off instead of taking a beat, you know, breathing, calming down, getting somewhere quiet, getting centered and figuring out a plan to deal with this problem. We create most of the problems ourselves with these knee-jerk reactions and not yeah. really taking time. But yes, anything from meditation to role-playing, you know, learning how to say no to family members, <laughs> which is very hard. And friends. That's a big one. You know, like some of these families, what, what do you say to that? You know, I've watched my poor husband. Oh my gosh. I don't think he's going to listen because he sees superwoman wellness in it. But anyhow, <laughs> the man has been run ragged and it's hurt him, you know, mm-hmm. with what the expectations are and what he feels like he has to do. And I hear this from other People too, both men and women who feel like it's their responsibility to hand out, especially if they're the highest earning member of a, not just an immediate family, of an extended family, right? That it's their responsibility to do certain things. How do you help redirect that? Yeah, I have a whole chapter on that. It's called Codependent Poverty. Mm, (laughs) Explain that to us. What is that? Codependent Poverty is when everybody in your family in orbit, within your orbit, has their hands out. And there's an expectation that because you've done well, that you must take care of everyone. But that's just simply not true. You know, I think we think that we're helping when we get the phone call that someone can't pay their car payment this month and we pay it for them or their power bill can't be paid and we pay it for them. We're not helping them. We're enabling them to do something else. And sometimes people need to hit rock bottom so that they can learn to change their relationship with money as well. And so, you know, I can relate to being a human ATM machine, which is what Mm -hmm. it sounds like your husband's been doing for his family. Um, Mm -hmm. My family was very much like that, where, you know, I knew I was being groomed to be the next person that would would be forced to take care of everyone. And um, I just, I had to say, no, I just, I woke up one day and I learned that no is a is, is a complete sentence. And I stopped getting invited to a lot of the family gatherings for a little while. And my phone stopped ringing with people begging me for money, but folks learn to stand on their own two feet, you know, and it's hard, but you've got to do it because you're really not helping them. You're enabling them to keep getting into a mess. And, you know, there's some cultures where there's that expectation. Oh yeah, honey. How do you, how do you battle? I'm a, I'm a black woman. So yes, you're the black woman who's made all this money in the family. Oh, you're going to take care of everybody. No, I know. No, 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 no. Well, the males, right? The right. only male in an Indian family, like, oh gosh, yes. Problem, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it's just like, how do you, how do you do that without feeling like you morally or ethically like hurt everybody? Give them know? a job. What, what yeah. I, what I learned to do was I'm not going to loan you any money because we're both going to be upset about that transaction. You're going to resent me because I have the ability to give you the money and I'm going to be mad at you because I'm going to see you out, you know, on on holiday in Hawaii in a couple months. (laughs) And I'm going to wonder why you haven't paid me back. So it's just best for you to earn the money. And so since, you know, I'm blessed to 
own a couple of businesses, I'll say, you can come earn the money. You can come work. Oh, I love that. And you I can come that. earn the money. And then I get a tax deduction for it. So I'm happy either way. Oh, I like that. What a great solution to that. Well, sort of related, maybe not directly. You talk some about generational poverty. Explain that to me. That is something, you know, very near and dear to my heart. Tell me what's going on there and what is generational poverty? Can we break it? We definitely can break the cycle. Um, generational poverty is, you know, like I kind of mentioned earlier, if your parents don't have a good relationship with money, they're not going to be able to give you a foundation to have a good relationship with money. And so if you grow up watching your parents struggle financially, having money sickness, as I call it in the book, Mm -hmm. you know, getting depressed and taken to the bed on the first and the 15th of every month and having no ability to like just run the family, being depressed, chronically stressed about chasing a dollar, that happens to you later when you become an adult because it's your normal. And so you think that life is about struggling and that it's common that you should always be chasing a dollar and not able to pay the bills if you've not witnessed that anywhere else or if no one else has taught you that. And so the cycle goes on, like every generation, the next generation is doing the same thing, even if you make more money, because what happens is you'll spend more because you think it's normal to not have. It's normal to not save. It's normal to, to, to not constantly be stressed about money. And we have to stop that and change that narrative. Um, because, you know, honestly, a lot of people, they won't articulate it this way, but they think that's what life is. It's, it's like, yeah. you're supposed to be stressed about money all the time. And that's I'm it. like, no, I, I'm not. And that's not yeah. just because I've done financial Well, financially, I've had hard times as well, but it's because I choose not to allow money to, to run my life. I run money. It's the other way around. I love that. Yeah. So many people walk around that way though, right? Mm-hmm. Money runs their life. How do you rewire that? How do we change that? Is, you know, like, are there three things we could do right now? I love you with the three things. I know. I'm just like, let's give us an actionable item here. We want, we want to move on those. You know, you've got to, like I said before, you've got to say what had happened was, which is state what you, how you've gotten yourself into this financial situation. The next step is to have a come to Jesus moment with your family, anybody. And if you're not from the South, come to Jesus is like a family meeting where you have hope to have some epiphany. And so you have everybody for which you are financially responsible in this meeting. And you say, look, we have these goals. And the only way we're going to get to these goals, if we cut out all this craziness with the finances and everybody sign an agreement and even kids, because their little cute faces will jack you up every time. (laughs) Right. They will jack you up with those cute little faces. And I don't have kids of my own, but I have nephews who have always been in my pocket, but I put their butts on a problem for your ball plan. And then I would say the third thing is to forgive yourself for prior bad financial decisions, because you can't move forward if you stay in a perpetual place of blame. Oh, I love that. Such great, great advice there. All right. I had to ask you this. You've done a lot. You've accomplished a lot. How do you balance it all? What's your superpower? My superpower is empathy. I really believe that. Um, I do. I've, I've always had an innate connection with others. I can see people and I, I, I feel what they're going through. And I just believe that anyone at any income level, $20,000 a year to $20 million a year, you can have a fulfilling and happy life. And some people say you're a lot of in this sky, pie in the sky. No, I really fundamentally believe that. And I've witnessed it in my 20 years plus in practice. I've seen some of the happiest people in the world I've seen live in a double wide trailer. 
but their bills are paid and they, they are able to work part-time and spend time with their family, which is what's important to them. And I just, I really care about others. I know people are like, ah, but it's so yeah. true. Like I could cry. I give this speech um, to my clients all the time. And I know I may be out of time, but where I say that there are no boundaries in this world, those are like blocks that we build up in our own head. And if you really believe in yourself, you can do anything. Cause look at me, I'm a little brown girl from Valdosta, Georgia. <laughs> And I've kicked ass and I'm proud of myself for that. But ain't nothing special about me other than my name, Buffy. (laughs) Oh my gosh, your name, all of it. You're incredible. And thank Thank you for inspiring all of us to do better when it comes to money, to be financially literate. I have so many stories. I mean, I don't want to waste, you know, too much time on all of them, but I've got to tell this one. I remember we had money sickness in our family. It was always, you know, a, a, a hue and a cry about all that stuff. And when I got out of residency, And I got that first paycheck, right? I was in the ER and I was like, oh my God, I've never made money like this before, you know? And I think I went and I got a car and I got clothes that I always wanted to get and I got a bag or whatever else. And I guarantee you, I promise you this, it took nine months. And after nine months, I was done. I was bored. Like it was no longer fulfilling. Right. And that's where I was like, okay, I'm stable now. Let me think about what I really want to do. You know? So it's so important to realize that this is an artificial construct, right? We've got to own it. We've got to wrestle with it. We've got to realize it's there, but it's not really what's blocking us or bringing us into our power. So thank you so much. Thank you for sharing that story. Love. I love everything you're doing. How can folks connect with you? What's the best way to, to find you, reach you, connect with you, all that other good stuff? Sure. Um, my website is justbeingbuffy.com and I'm a big TikToker at Just Being Buffy on Ooh, TikTok. I'm going to find you on there. I love that. <laughs> and then your book, Crawl Before You Ball. Yeah, where- Crawl Before You Ball on Amazon. Thank you for uh, <laughs> reminding me about my book, <laughs> <laughs> I want that book. I think yeah. it's actually cute faces too that I need to set straight. So. It's a great yeah. holiday gift. Get the book. Right your, <laughs> give it to everyone in your life who's constantly asking you for cash app requests. There we go. <laughs> I love it. Well, Buffy, it's so nice to meet you and I hope I run into you around town here, but thank you for taking time out today to join me and for everybody else watching and listening to this episode of Superwoman Wellness. Don't forget to rate and review it and share it with your friends. I will see you guys next time. Bye.